Hey folks, this is Dan with Holy Spirit Soapbox, and I hope you're doing well. It's a blessing to have you here, and today's episode is called, You'll Pluck Your Eye Out, Kid. Yes, I know the correct line from the movie A Christmas Story is, You'll Shoot Your Eye Out, Kid. It's a funny line that we all remember if you ever watched the movie, where Ralphie wants a specific BB gun, and was told several times that he'd shoot his eye out. Later in the movie, well, he takes a shot with a BB gun he finally gets, and it ricochets back into his eye. Now luckily... He's wearing glasses and his eye is fine. It's not Christmas time right now when when I'm recording this, and nor do we get paid royalties for mentioning this movie to you folks, so why am I referring to this movie line? I don't know, because we thought it would be a fun play on a way more serious matter that Jesus talks about during his Sermon on the Mount. Okay, following the Beatitudes, okay, these blessings that that Jesus pronounced out to, to crowds of people, which we plan to go into more detail in the future, Jesus says this in Matthew 5, 27 to 30. This is the NIV I'm reading from. It says, You have heard that it was said, You shall not commit adultery. But I tell you that anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to stumble, gouge it out and throw it away. It's better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to stumble, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to go to hell. Wow. (laughs) Very strong words from Jesus. Should we really mutilate ourselves to avoid sin? Actually pluck our eyes out or, or cut off our hands? Jesus is speaking in hyperbole here. Or figure of speech with exaggeration. Does he want you to actually pluck your eye out or cut off your right hand? No. No. Shoot, he wants you to not even have to consider doing either of those in the first place. Okay? We often think that our bodies are committing the actual sin. When we look at a person lustfully and dehumanize them down to something that, that is worth their appearance sexually, we think it's our eyes that are doing it. In reality, it's our hearts that are the issue. Just a few chapters after Matthew chapter 15, verses 18 and 19. Again, this is the NIV. Jesus says this, But the things that come out of a person's mouth comes from the heart, and these defile them. For out of the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, (laughs) there it is, sexual immorality, theft, false testimony, slander. This is in regard to food, right? That's, this is where this all kind of came from, that people thought could cause you to be defiled. But Jesus put it back into our hearts as the issue. He's saying, no, the food doesn't make you defiled. Your eyes actually don't make you defiled. Your hand doesn't make you defiled. It's your heart that is the problem that's causing this sin. Ever since the beginning of time, it has been a heart issue. Always has been and will be until Jesus comes back. Plucking out your right eye or cutting off your hand, your right hand, wouldn't solve the issue anyway. Okay, if you still desired flesh and wanted to lust, covet, steal, etc., your other eye or hand will do it just as well. Right? I mean, you can lose a hand, you can lose an eye, you can cut it out, and years later when you forget the pain that it caused when you did the sin, you're just going to do it, you're going to sin with that left eye. You're going to sin with the right, the left eye hand as well right but then when you have no eyes or hands left what do you do 
right? You'll, you'll dream about things that may cause you to look away from God and the treasures of heavens. And then, and then what do you do then? Seriously, they like get a lobotomy, right? And you stop sleeping. <laughs> you, you can't, that doesn't work. And that's what Jesus was not trying to tell us, right? He was trying to say, it's not your hand. It's not your eye. Jesus is clearly trying to state that if there's a sin you keep committing, you have to look internally at what is causing you to sin. Because that sin is more important to you and brings you more joy in God, than God and, and the treasures of heaven at any given moment. And unfortunately, everything on earth cannot satisfy us 100%. So that sin that you're doing will continue to bring you down a road of discontentment and unfulfillment. Now, if there is something that continues to promote you into doing that sin, you should cut it out after you've prayed and dug into God's word about these sins. This is where this whole plucking out situation comes in that Jesus is talking about or cutting out, okay? Some examples might be this. If, if you find yourself over drinking and, and fall away from Christ, especially when you're doing so, you should probably consider cutting alcohol out. If you have a problem with, with lust, if you have an issue with lust and, and you're seeking other women or men outside of your spouse or finding that you're starting to dehumanize people by sexualizing them, you should cut out whatever brings you back to doing that. Sometimes certain apps on your phone or easy access to things like pornography will need to be cut out or thrown away or blocked. There are blockers for these things now or accountability apps. If you tend to be materialistic, maybe, or you steal or covet other people's stuff or spend money unwisely because your focus is on treasures here on earth versus that what you already have waiting for you in heaven, maybe you should budget differently and or rid yourself of market apps or, or store credit cards or whatever, right? These are just a few examples. And they're not the exact remedy to, to pluck these things out. But sometimes we do need to cut some things out, or, or other people even, who cause you to continue to sin. Okay? And when I say cut other people out, we always want to be Christ followers. We always want to be loving to people. We want to cut people off entirely and be like, see you later. But if, if if when you hang out with, say, a group of people and this particular group drinks or smokes or does things all the time that brings you away from Christ, maybe you shouldn't do those things with them. Maybe you should limit that time that you're with them. Or maybe you should try inviting them to church, <laughs> okay? Or, or chat with them about Jesus more so that you don't fall into those sins again and maybe you might help them out of their sin as well but if you need to if if some people just don't want to change if their hearts are stone they're they're cold and they just don't want to seek jesus over these sins sometimes you have to create a little distance and i will say that stacy and i have done that and it almost feels like you're plucking an eye out or you're cutting a hand off, <laughs> you know, it hurts because these are your friends or family or whomever they are, and they mean a lot to you and you love them. But again, your relationship with Christ is very, very, very important because that leads to eternal life. Believing in Christ and following Christ is eternal life. And if, if we let things get in the way of that, worldly things get in the way of that, we will run into some issues. Okay, we will run into some hardships. We may even start to look away from Christ. Maybe our faith gets a little shaken, if you want to say that. So it's really important, as I mentioned earlier, 
that the best thing to do is to dig into God's word. Always. Understand that you're not chained to your sin. And God doesn't want you to get to the point where you feel like you have to even pluck your eye out because you keep sinning. It's a heart problem, not an eye problem. It's a heart problem, not a hand problem. All of the sin that we do comes back to the condition of our hearts. Because as Jesus says in Matthew 6.21, and we quote Matthew a lot because Matthew wrote a lot of things that he said down, that Jesus said. He says this, Matthew 6.21, For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So if your treasures are here on earth, if, if your entire life is dedicated to something on earth, of worldly things, your house, your job, your family, your friends, a sport, <laughs> a sports team, what, if your treasure is there, money, that's a big one, there your heart will be also. And your heart will, will keep seeking that. And it won't be content. It won't be satisfied if it keeps finding the things or trying to find the things on earth that, that is your treasure. Because those treasures can go away. And there's one treasure that does not go away. And that is the kingdom of heaven. If we choose Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, if we accept his sacrifice and his redemption, we have eternal life in the kingdom of heaven. And the treasures up there are way better than they are down here. Okay, we have to remember that because if we place our treasures in heaven, then nothing here, all those things that, that we do that can separate us from getting to heaven or, or separate us from seeking God always don't matter anymore because the treasures in heaven, we know what's coming for us. We know what we have. We know who's coming for us is Jesus Christ to take us up, to take us there. So I suggest, as verses to meditate on, is, is all of chapter 5 of Matthew. Seriously. It's such a deep chapter. And reflect on what Jesus says. We get to hear it straight from our God's mouth. It's, it's really awesome that we have this opportunity to hear God in the flesh and, and, and guide us on where these issues sprout from and how we can essentially cure ourselves. So all of chapter 5 of Matthew is what I suggest. And then I have some questions for you. Three questions. Here we go. What does pluck your eye out and cut off your hand mean to you, specifically to your life? Question two. How might placing your treasures in heaven change your everyday life? And then question three. As we've continued to learn that sin is a heart issue and actions are based on the heart, what are a few things you can do each day to help yourself focus on God first? I want to thank you again for joining in today. Remember the gospel, okay? This is the, this is the most important thing. We have a an episode called This is the Gospel, all right? I advise you to listen to that and re-listen to that to, so you don't forget. But the gospel is this. Our God loved us so much that he sent his only begotten son into the world. He loves the world so much that he sent his only begotten son to be to die on a cross in this horrible, horrific, embarrassing way. Only to be resurrected, to conquer death. Right? He was resurrected from death after three days in the belly of the earth. And he was resurrected, which means death is no more. And everybody, everybody, anybody and everybody that believes 
in Jesus Christ as being Lord and Savior and accepts Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior has eternal life. That's the gospel. And if you haven't heard it today, there it is. You can listen to it again. And if you haven't heard this today, God loves you. He really does. And I hope that blesses you today. And I would love to pray over all of you right now. If you want to join me, feel free. If you can, and if it's safe to do so, take your prayer posture and let's talk to our Father in Heaven. Our Father, we know that temptations are everywhere to try and, and, and pull us away from you. And these temptations of the world never satisfy us, even though we try to achieve worldly things over heavenly things. And, and because of this, you, you died for us to seek you for eternal life. You, you've made it easy for us. You, you, you've given us your direct word written in this beautiful book of love to guide us and give us that understanding that we need you every single day so that we don't walk away from you anymore. Please continue to speak to us through your word and, and please keep us away from those temptations of the world so that we can better serve you and each other. And we pray all of this in Jesus Christ's holy name. Amen. <laughs>